This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. mountains be removed I will not fear hallelujah though kingdoms rise and fall I will not fear for the eternal kingdom is the one we belong to amen he is our king and our kingdom and his throne and his reign will never end hallelujah well praise the name of the Lord I'm 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 so glad I'm saved are you glad you're saved Man, I'm telling you, I've never been happier about being saved, about knowing the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, we live in challenging times, but I believe this, God's up to the challenge. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And if He's up to the challenge, He's with us, He's in us, so are we. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. If you got your Bibles, we're going to start in 1 Thessalonians 5. We're going to be doing a series all this month entitled Pray Without Ceasing. If ever the church needed to utilize the mighty weapon of prayer that we've been given, the, the, the mighty tool of prayer, I want to tell you, if, if, if your prayer life is weak, you're weak. I mean, I'm, I'm, not be, I'm not trying to be critical to anybody, but you can't be, you can't be any stronger than your prayer life. And, and we're going to show you that as we go in the scriptures and we're going to look at, you know, and, and, you know, and if, if life has got you busy, if things have distracted you or whatever, this is going to be a good time for you to, to renew that, that, that call and that privilege to prayer and to go into that, that secret place with God and pray and release His mighty grace and power in the earth. First Thessalonians 5 and verse 17 he says here, he says, uh, <clears throat> he said, rejoice always. And then in verse 17, he says, pray continually. Uh, the New Living Translation says, never stop praying. Well, we know that's, that's more the intent here. Of course, you can't pray 24-7. Nobody can do that. But the intent here is never stop praying. Never stop. Don't let a day go without your praying. The great Apostle of Faith Smith Wigglesworth used to say this when people questioned him, said, you know, do you ever play long periods of time? He said, no. He said, I probably never pray over 30 minutes at a time, but he said, I probably never go 30 minutes, more than 30 minutes without praying. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's kind of the connotation of praying without ceasing, praying continually. And today I want to introduce it by talking about the realms of prayer. Prayer can be defined and has been defined in many ways. There's so much that's been written about prayer. I'm sure there's so much you've done reading and studying yourself about prayer. And perhaps there will be nothing new that will come out of this, but, but it will stir you up. You know, one of the writers of the epistles, he says, he says even though I'm writing to you the same things, he says, he says I'm not going to apologize about it. I'm paraphrasing. He said, because you need to hear it again. And that's what we need to do. We need to hear it again, don't we? If you look at the Gospels, you know the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they call the synoptic Gospels, but in most of them, if you look at it, it's, it's, it's the same message in all four of the Gospels, said a little bit different, maybe, maybe an event's described from a little bit different point of view, but basically it's the same thing, isn't it? So evidently, God knew we need, really needed to hear it, to get it, amen? So even though, 
uh, you've heard a lot about prayer, don't tune out. Maybe the Holy Spirit will give you some fresh insight or ignite something in you. Amen? But it involves, prayer essentially involves these three realms. Number one, it's the way we develop our relationship with the Father. It's how we, listen, you, how are you going to know God if you don't spend any time with Him? All you're going to know is if you're going to know about Him. But you've got to get to know Him personally. Isn't that right? Man, you know, there's, there's great people in the world that I know about, but I don't know them. I know about President Obama, but I've never had the privilege to sit down and really get to know him. I know about President Trump. I know about, you know, uh, uh, some great king or something. But, you know, just because I know about them, I've read some things about them, I don't know them. So we have to get in the presence of God. So the first thing prayer is about is developing our relationship with the Father. Then secondly, the second one, and this is usually what most of us think about when we think about prayer, it's making our needs known to God. Usually that's petition. That's usually what we think about as prayer. But listen, that's, that's only one part of prayer. If, if you only got one prayer, I mean, how would you like to go through tomorrow at work or whatever you're doing at home or whatever on one leg? Well, you might get it done, but... Wow. See, that's what it's like if we only take one of these rams and that's all we ever do. We think prayer is just, you know, my name's Jimmy. I'll take all you give me. Give me, give me, give me. I mean, I, I, I mean if every time you, you know, uh, you saw somebody and they were hitting you up for a loan, and you saw them coming down the street, you might cross over to the other side. Now, I'm not saying that God does that because he's not human. But, I mean, look, come on. God wants your fellowship, doesn't he? You know that. So, and it's also how we receive God's grace to meet the needs of others. So we could say it this way. Prayer is inward. <clears throat> I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. Godward first, communion. Prayer is Godward. In other words, it's, we, we're spending time with God. We're fellowshipping with God. We're getting to know His heart. We're imbibing His presence. We're, we're getting to know His thoughts. We're, 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 we're taking on His, His attributes even more. We're just, you know, just getting a download all we can. Amen? We're, we're getting His patience in us. We're getting His long-suffering built up in us. Amen? Sure might make life a lot easier for you if you had some of that going for you. Because <laughs> if, you're, if you're around people, you're going to need some of that. Forgiveness, patience, long-suffering. Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> so it's Godward. Then it's inward. And by that, I mean it's about me. It's petition. Prayer's inward. It's, it's about my needs. And God is concerned about our needs, isn't he? Of course he is. And then thirdly, it's outward. It's intercession for others. It's intercession for others. Where we're, we are going before the throne of grace and we are we are accessing the mercy and the grace of God to bring it down on somebody else so that they can be saved or they can be healed or they can be encouraged or they can be delivered or their need can be met so let's let's I'm going to introduce these and then we're going to unpack each of these as we go along this month in this prayer we're talking about the realms of prayer as we pray without ceasing. The first one is communion. This is fellowship. Look over, if you will, in Psalm 16. <clears throat> and we're going to 
begin with verse 7 there. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. My tongue rejoices. Even my body will rest secure. Wow. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. You will not let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You fill me with joy in your presence and with eternal pleasures at your right hand. This is such a wonderful description of communion with God. Boy, let's, let's look at that just a little bit. We won't have time. I could just do the whole message. could just be on this. But notice what he says. Number one, when we are fellowshipping with God, he says, <clears throat> he said, the Lord's going to counsel me. You need some counseling? You're not sure what to do in a situation? Well, I'm going to tell you what. Get along with God. Spend some time with God. He said, well, pastor, I'm too busy. Yeah, you, you said it. I didn't. You're too busy. That's right. You're too busy. He said, he will counsel me. He said, even at night, my heart instructs me. See, when we fellowship, when we communion with God, there'll be times in the night season, you know, I might just wake up and I'm just fellowshipping with the Lord there. And all of a sudden, you know, you'll get wisdom. You'll get direction. Or you just, just assurance in your heart. See, he's, God wants to instruct us. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. But listen, if you don't take time to spend time and cultivate your relationship with God, you're not going to have a very good one. It's going to be a distant relationship. Amen? we probably all got families, some family we're close to, and some are what we call distant relations. Yeah. Too many of God's children, for, God, for, for them, their father is a distant relation. You know? He's the rich relation we call on when we have a need, <laughs> when we have a problem. But we don't fellowship with him. We don't want to get to know him. Notice he says, with, with him at my right, he said, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. Here's the secret, guys. You know why some Christians can, can go through the storms of life? Listen, storms of life hit everybody. I don't care who you are, preacher, baker, candlestick maker. It don't matter. The storms of life hit everybody. Can I hear a holy grunt somewhere? It's true, isn't it? But, you know, I've noticed that those who seem to be able to, to, when the storm comes, they're left standing. They still have joy. They don't get bitter. They, they see the work of God, the hand of God. It's the ones that's got their eyes on the Lord. Now, you know, here's the thing. Here's, here's a, the typical Christian. You know, it's, it's kind of like this humorous story I've told before. It's kind of like, here's a guy, you know, he's sitting in his recliner, you know, he's kicked back, and he's got big old gut hanging out there, you know, and he's watching the NFL or whatever, or soccer, you know. All of a sudden, wham, somebody kicks the door in. And this big old guy comes in and just slaps him, knocks him out of the chair and everything. He said, I'm taking everything you got, your wife, your kids, and everything. So he jumps up and runs in the back room and starts looking through the closet for his barbells. <laughs> might be too late. It might be too late. A lot of times, you know, Christians are looking. I know 
in, in ministering to people all. They're looking for you to be their weightlifter. They're looking to the pastor to be their champion or somebody. And, you know, we want to help people as much as we can. But sometimes, you know, people get started. It's too late. Sorry, I've got to tell you the truth. But he says, when we fellowship with God, he said, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. In other words, I'm in spiritual shape. I'm not hunting around trying to find my Bible or trying to, oh, God, are you out there somewhere? Man, I'm telling you, God's right here. Man, I, I know I was just fellowshipping with him. He's right here. I mean, my eyes are on him. I'm not going to be moved. The storms may come, but my eyes are on the Lord. He said, therefore, my heart is glad. Are you glad right now or are you sad? Are you mad? <laughs> We're talking about this fellowship with the Father. This is, and I believe this, this is the foundation for all the, the other two realms of prayer. I think sometimes the petition prayer and our intercession part of prayer, it, it's not as effective because what? Our relationship with the Father is not as effective. It's not where it ought to be. Yes, you're a child of God. We're glad for that. You're going to heaven. But is that all there is to it? I mean, when you get up to heaven, are you going to have to be introduced to the Father because you don't know Him? You didn't get to know Him down here? <laughs> He said, my tongue rejoices. He said, my, even my body will rest secure. We face all kinds of challenges, don't we? Attacks on our bodies, attacks on our finances, attacks on, on our mind, all kinds of things. But he said, he said I'm going to rest secure. He said, why? He said, because I have the conscious knowledge and presence of God in my life. I know God's with me. Man, I'm telling you, no matter what I'm facing, He's with me. And me and God's enough. Amen. He goes on. He says, you make known to me the path of life. You got questions about what you should do? Young people about decisions you should make? Listen, you spend time with him. Didn't Jesus say he will show you things to come? He'll let you in on it. Man, maybe, maybe God's called you into finances. You know, I mean, you know, you think God knows what the market's going to be like tomorrow? Next week? <laughs> what if he let you in on that? Hey, man. Hello. See, I, some of you. You will fill me with joy in your presence. So we ought to have joy. The Christian life is one of joy. It's not, you know, our nose to the grindstone. Oh, sure hope Lord hurt Get back on even in the midst of a storm, you can have joy. You might not be happy, but you can have joy. <laughs> Amen. He said, and eternal pleasures are at your right hand evermore. So don't you want to find out what some of those eternal pleasures are? Don't you want? You know, I really believe this with all my heart. That we, ha we as individuals, we miss out on some things God had for us because we don't take time to fellowship with Him and find out some of the things He had for us. Wow. We're talking about getting to know the Creator. This is, this is communion fellowship. We're going to talk about this more, and we're going to give you some practical things about it too. But right now, I just want to stir something up in you. Don't, doesn't it make you want to spend some time with the Father? 
I mean, we make time for everything else. You ever make time for the... I found out that if you don't make time for prayer, you probably won't. Eternal pleasure. So it's getting to know His heart and His desires. You know, finding out what does what, what is the Father wanting to do? What is, what is He wanting to do with my life? What is He wanting to do with my children? What is He wanting to do in Passion Church? What is He wanting to do in the River Region? What is He wanting to do with our nation? Instead of waiting for the pundits to tell me. Listen, man has his plans and, and, and all that, but I'm going to tell you what, I want to know God's plans. Don't you? Absolutely. So we're going to talk about this more, but it's First Communion. This is something, listen, we, we need to run after Him. You cultivate, don't you cultivate a relationship, whether it's in your marriage or with a friend or with your kid? Well, it, you, you know, it takes, takes time, it takes effort, it takes presence to cultivate a relationship, doesn't it? So that's prayer's communion. We're talking about the realms of prayer. The second realm, and, and I won't spend quite as much on this introducing it, is petition. We know about this. This is inward. This is something that God does for us. And uh, I want to read from Matthew 7. I wish I had brought my amplifier from the, my office there because I like the way it reads, but we'll read this. Verse 7, he said, ask. In the Amplified, it says, ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knocking, keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Read that again. Everyone who asks, receives. Say this, everyone means I'm one. Because it couldn't be everyone if you were excluded. It would be everyone but and put your name in there. But he didn't put your name in there. He said everyone. So everyone means I'm one, means you're one, means they're one. So everyone who asks, what's going to happen? The one who seeks, what's going to happen? And the one who knocks, what's going to happen? Mm. He said, which of you, if your son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a snake? You know, I've heard people say in, in times past, well, you know, you could ask for that, but, you know, the Lord's going to give you what He thinks is best for you. Well, that, that's not what Jesus said. He said, if you ask for bread, you're going to get bread. He's not going to give you something. I don't know where we come up with these ideas. I think we're biblically illiterate sometimes. If you then, though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Say that. Say it again. Say it like you mean it. Yeah. Will your Father in heaven give good gifts? And the King and, and the Amplified says advantageous gifts. Woo! Things that will be to your advantage. That will elevate you. That will help you fulfill God's plan and purpose for your life. That will make you a blessing to others around you. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm helping me. <laughs> so he, he, notice what he said. He goes on to say, he, he says, So in everything, do to others as you would have them do for you. This sums up the law and the prophets. So here's the thing. He said, in petition prayer, we make our needs known to God, and we receive His grace and His supply for everything. And I don't, I don't think, I mean, you can't get any plainer, really, than this, can you? 
He said, everyone that asks receives. Everyone that seeks finds. Everyone that knocks, the door will be open to you. And the, and the Amplified, he said, you keep on doing it. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Keep knocking. Know that your Father will give you good things. He wants to give you good things. Man. He is not some stingy, miserly, mean Father. That's, see? But here's the thing. Can you see why I said if you're not communing with Him, and if you don't really know Him and know His heart, then when you try to petition Him, you can have all kind of ideas about whether God's going to meet that need or whether God will answer that need or, you know, maybe God's stingy. Maybe God really don't want you to have nothing. Maybe He really does want you to stay sick. Maybe He really... But see, when you've already spent that time fellowshiping, just getting to know Him and communing Him, you know, you can get 19 dozen theologians up and can give you all kind of reasons. You say, uh-uh, I know. I know. You know, in Jesus' day, you know, the Pharisees, they... I mean, the experts of the law, you know, they were called the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they'd come up with all kinds of reasons why, you know, God didn't do anything anymore, didn't heal anybody, didn't set anybody free at all, you know. But, you know, the man that was, you know, that was lame was healed. He said, I don't know about all that. But he said, or the man that was blind, he said, all I can tell you is this, I once was blind, but now I can see. I'd rather have that testimony than all the theology in the world. So we receive His grace and supply for needs. Look real quickly, one more scripture. Hebrews 4, 16. Notice what he says here. He says, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. The the Amplified in this says, fearlessly, confidently, and boldly. Boy, I like that, don't you? Man, how are we to come to God with our petition? Fearlessly, confidently, and boldly. That's what God says. He said, that's the way I want you to do it. Almost took off there, Janet. (laughs) Man, this is good stuff. We approach God's grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy. And find grace to help us in our time of need. And Amplified says, a a timely help. I mean, you know, I don't need deliverance from the water after I've drowned. (laughs) Timely help. That's the kind of help God wants to give you. Whew. Don't don't just want to make you just go out and start doing some praying. (laughs) Whew. Some asking. (laughs) Some seeking, some knocking, some spending time and getting to know the heart of the Father. Woo! You know, and here's the thing. You get to know Papa, and, and you know, and just like any parent with their child, you know, he'll just do things you didn't even ask him for. You didn't, he didn't get around asking him for. He's already done something. He's like, woo, I like that, Daddy. Woo! Man, oh, man. You know, in the world, they talk about having a sugar daddy. but I want to tell you something nobody ever loved like the father there's no one more generous nor gracious 
No one who desires the best for you. Nobody who believes in you more than your heavenly Father. Nobody, nobody, nobody. What's the old song? Nobody can do me like Jesus. How's that go? (laughs) Something like that. If that ain't it, that'll work. (laughs) Amen. So we receive His grace. This is something that prayer works for us. The, The something prayer works in us, that's our fellowship our communion with God but this petition this is something that God that prayer does for us now let's look at the the last one that we're going to introduce today and as I said these realms of prayer we're going to we're going to take uh, uh, a service each of the three remaining and we're going to unpack it and look at it in more detail and talk about some of the practical ways that we can we can begin to cultivate these things so the prayer that is outward is the prayer of intercession this is the prayer of intercession. Uh, turn over here, Ezekiel, very familiar portion of Scripture to most of us, I'm sure, but I want to read it anyway. Ezekiel 22. <clears throat> Boy, this, if, if there was ever a time that our nation needed the church to step up into this realm of prayer, of intercession, boy, it's now, isn't it? Listen. I'm, I'm, I know this. Dynamite couldn't blow it out of me. God has the answer to every problem this nation is facing. I don't care if it's racial, political, economic, uh, health. I don't care what it is. His supply is more than enough. Otherwise, why pray? <laughs> Isn't that right? But here's the thing, you know, we, we've got to take our place. Notice here in verse 30, I look for someone, God is speaking here through the prophet, among them who would build up the wall. Boy, our wall needs building up in this nation, don't it? We've got so many holes, so many divisions, so many. And stand before me in the gap. Boy, we, boy there's gaps in our nation. A gap of forgiveness, a gap of healing. A gap of unity. All kind of gaps. And he's looking for us. You know what? I'm going to intercede and I'm going to be unity. I'm going to intercede unity for this nation. I'm going to intercede healing for this nation. I'm going to intercede forgiveness. I'm going to, I'm going to take one of these gaps and I'm going to stand in it. On behalf of the land. So I would not have to destroy it. But here's the sad commentary. I found no one. Boy, I... I don't want to stand before the Lord that day and say, you know what, boy, remember when that COVID and all that was going on down there? He said, boy, I had so much that I wanted to do. I wanted to bring healing. I wanted to bring revival to a nation. I wanted to pour out my spirit on the nation. I wanted to heal it. I wanted to see millions of people come in, but I found no one. Oh, my gosh. This is prayer that's focused on the needs of others. It's standing in the gap. You can do it for a person. You can do it for a city, for a nation. We know 2 Chronicles 7.14 has been used a lot. My people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and repent and, you know, and cry out to me. He said, I? he said, I will hear from heaven. Isn't that what he said? I will heal their land. I will heal their land. I will heal their land. Who's going to heal our land? Oh, I know what it is. If we're getting this and out of the White House and get this and in. Well, we had that and then we had this and this and that and ain't done it. Whichever this and that and you're for. <laughs> Isn't that right? 
I'll tell you who can do it. God says, I can heal the land. I can heal the land. But he needs his people called by his name. That's us, Passion Church. We're part of that. To stand in the gap and intercede and bring the mercy and the grace and the power of God upon our nation. I believe that. I believe that, church. I believe we can be a part of that. I believe we can be an instrument for that. And I believe that God has the ability, the power, the grace, the love, the mercy, everything that's needed to turn everything around. You remember when the city of Samaria was being besieged, you know, and it was so bad, you know, that, that you know, they, they, they cooked one of their sons. I mean, you, that's desperate, isn't it? And yet, in one night, in one night, in one day, God turned that situation completely around using the mighty strength of four lepers. <laughs> you feel weak sometimes when you go to pray? Well, think how those lepers didn't feel too strong. But you know what? They decided, they said, why do we sit here till we die? You know, we can sit in our, our situation here and we can complain about it. And we can say this ought to have been done and that ought to have been done. And, you know, and we can do all that. But you know what? Whether, however, how much of that's accurate or whatever, it still ha- it doesn't, it's not solving our problem. But this has the potential to release God's grace and God's power and spirit upon our nation. This is what we need. Let me read you one more scripture verse here. Romans 8. Standing in the gap. Man, I want to, I, I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Don't you? And here's the thing. You know, no matter what, we all got different strengths and gifts and abilities and so forth and everything, and, and you know, and you, you may feel like, well, I can't do this or I can't do that, but you know, this is the one thing I believe that is universal in the body of Christ. We all have the capacity and the ability to pray effectively, to do our part. You don't have to do everything, you know, you're not, you know, the mythical atlas that has to bear the weight of the sh- world on your own shoulders, but we each do our part. Isn't that right? And we know it's true. Many hands make light work. Well, many prayers make fast work. Romans 8, look what he says here. Talking about Jesus, it says here, it says in verse, uh, well, well, we'll start at verse 32. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us couple of things all things how much is all is all so who's going to bring any charge against those whom God has chosen it's God who justifies who then verse 34 is the one who condemns no one Christ Jesus who died more than that who was raised to life notice this is at the right hand of of God and is also doing what interceding for us Now, I want you to think about this. In three days and nights, Jesus paid for and ratified the new covenant 
was raised from the dead. He did that in three days and three nights. Since then, he's been interceding for the last 2,000 years. See why you have to first spend time with God? Because he, a lot of times we go to pray, and, and if we haven't spent time with the Father in that, that first communion type prayer, then we get impatient. We get distracted. I understand. I prayed. The pastor said it would happen there. <laughs> Standing in the gap. This is something that prayer works through us, church. So we're talking about the realms of prayer today, introducing it. There's the prayer, prayer's communion. That's Godward. That's where we're developing that fellowship, that relationship with the Father. We're imbibing His nature and His, his faith and His love and His patience. Man, we come out of there, man, I'm telling you, you could love a skunk. Just seeing if he was awake. Sometimes with some people, well, anyway, nobody in our families, right? It's fellowship. It's getting to know his heart. The second realm we talked about is, is, is the petition. This is something that prayer works for us. We make our needs known to God. And he said, come boldly, come confident, come fearlessly. Wow. He didn't say crawl up to the throne. And then thirdly, prayer is intercession. It's outward. This is where we, we focus our prayers on others, bringing God's grace down to them. A lot of times, people that don't know to pray or don't know how to pray, or, or we're standing in the gap for our nation or for our families, and we're praying for them. Wow. So we're going to unpack this as we move forward this month in our series on prayer. And next week, we'll talk about communion and our whole a whole a whole message will be about that we'll talk about how do we go about doing that how do we you know, begin to develop that relationship how, how how do we what what do we need to do and let me just say this you know uh can i throw out a word that's not popular it's called discipline we are disciples are we not <laughs> do you do isn't there a correlation between disciple and discipline? Is that right? You 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 know language is better than I. I I, th- I think I think they're I think they're right there together, aren't they? <laughs> a noun and a verb. My teacher there says. So we're going to talk about, but there's going to take some discipline. I mean, man, there's some of you out there. You've got more degrees than a thermometer. And I'm not putting that down. Listen, that, that didn't just fall on you, did it? Some of you, I got their master's degree. Some of you got two or three of them, doctors. I mean, that didn't just happen, did it? Well, I watched Bugs Bunny and I, you know, for six years, and I got a, you know, doctor's degree. <laughs> no, not so. You worked for that thing, didn't you? Yes, you did. It, t- it took some of your life. It took some of your time. It took some of your effort. It took some of your focus. Well, surely having a relationship with the Father God is at least as valuable as a degree. In my mind, anyway. Amen. Let me give you some action points because i got to close. During this series, I want us to learn to utilize and excel in each of these prayer realms. You know, there may, there may be one or more that you, you know, hey, I'm, I'm you know, I'm 
pretty strong in that one. I'm, I've done, but maybe there's one where you're not. Well, that's, you know, ask God to show you what you need to do as we un- unpack these things this month. And, and, you know, begin to utilize all three of these prayer realms in your prayer life. Incorporate them in there. It's, like I said, it's going to take some discipline to do that. It's going to take some on purpose to do that. I've not met too many accidental prayers. <laughs> then practice those prayer realms that may be weakest in your life. That's where you pray. You know, that's where you want to shore it up. If there's one, one of the realms, maybe. You know, probably for a lot of us, we're pretty good at petition. But you may think you're good at petition, but maybe all you're doing is asking, but you're not asking boldly. You're not asking confidently. You're not asking fearlessly in faith. You're, you're, you know, you're, you're just asking a lot, throwing stuff up against the wall, hoping something will stick. <laughs> so we're gonna, we'll look at all of these different aspects and realms of prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads just a moment and we'll pray. Father, today we've looked at what I've called the realms of prayer. Father, this is an invitation that you've given to every one of your children that we are able to pray. We have access to you by the blood of Jesus. You've invited us to come boldly to the throne of grace. You've given us your word and your promises to to base our prayers upon. Father, we know that you're a good God. You're a good Father. We know that. We settle that. Father, I pray, Lord, that, that something that was said will stir our hearts again. Stir us to prayer. Father, uh, may our heart respond to your invitation to come aside. Just come aside and visit with you. It's, it's not laborious. It's not legalistic. It's just a love relationship, a love fellowship with the one who loves us unconditionally. It's just making our needs known to the one who already said he desires to meet all our needs according to his riches and glory. And Father, it is our partnership with you to help others who cannot help themselves through intercession. Father, stir our hearts afresh and anew, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. If you're here this morning and you have a specific prayer need, we want to, we want to pray for you. Uh, maybe it, if it's healing in your body or maybe it's, it's a financial need, maybe, uh, maybe you need a job. Maybe, maybe because of the financial repercussions from the COVID, you need a job or you need something in your finances. But you need God to, to work specifically in an area of your life. You know, I want you, if you will, just stand where you are. We're not going to ask you to say or do anything, but just stand. And I'm going to pray specifically uh, for those areas. And you just reach out with your faith, just like we just talked about. He said, come fearlessly, come boldly, come confidently. And that's what we're going to do. So real quickly, okay. We won't take a lot of time. You just stand up. Maybe it's physical healing. Maybe it's finances you need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, you see everyone that's standing. And right now, Father, as they make their petition 
known to you, their need known to you right now. By faith, I add my prayers and my faith and agreement with them. I thank you, Lord, if it's healing they need. Jesus has already provided it, Lord. By his stripes, the stripes laid on Jesus, healing is theirs. It's the bread of the children. Right now, in the name of Jesus, those who are reaching out for, for healing in your body, I agree with you. In Jesus' name, be made whole. In Jesus' name, be made whole. Receive strength and healing in your body in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Healing, wholeness, strength. Thank you. In Jesus' name, we command every symptom to leave you. Every pain. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, for those who are standing concerning finances, Father, whether it's an emergency or whether they need a job, whatever it is, Father, I thank you that you are the Lord God. Lord, you feed all the sparrows, all the birds, all the fishes in the sea every day. They eat from your hand. Father, I declare in Jesus' name that every need that they have financially is met. Father, if it's an immediate financial need, I thank you that you cause the money to come to them in Jesus' name. If it's a job they need, I thank you, Lord, that you will, you will uh, open a door for them for a good job, Father. You, you will send, uh, Father, just supernaturally, Lord, you will provide a, 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 a divine contact, a divine uh, meeting, oh God, with someone who can help them, a connection there. Father, I thank you. We release the angels of God on their behalf now to go and bring the money in, go and open the doors for a better job. Lord, I thank you for increase on your faithful people at Passion Church in Jesus' name. Lord, bless the socks off. <laughs> Bless them mightily. Do exceeding abundantly above all that they are asking or even thinking right now in this moment. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. I believe he heard it. And the Apostle John says, if he hears us, we know. We know we have it. Do you know you have it? I said, do you know you have it? Absolutely. Amen you have it. Well, just before you go, uh, let me read something. We're going to give, and as we usually do as we exit the doors, these two uh, sections over here, these two over there, and the ushers will be there with the bucket. But I want to read something to you. Of course, today, the first uh, uh, Sunday of the month, is our Faith Promise for Missions. And I want to say, man, give yourself a hand. Go, Go ahead. You're doing so good. You're so faithful. I mean, thank you so much. We're, we're able to do and, and even increase because of your faithfulness uh, to, to uh, those we are supporting and, and, and able to, uh, we're looking at being able to support even more because of your faithfulness and your generosity. And so, you know, thank you so much for that. And I'm telling you, listen, you're investing. You're investing in lives in Pakistan, in India, in Thailand, in Africa, people that you probably will never meet this side of heaven. Man, you get up to heaven and somebody's going to come up to you hugging you and you're like, who are you? Oh, Wow. Boy, I'm telling you, you'll never regret a nickel you invested in those souls. God bless you. And God's going God's to return it back to you. Listen here in Malachi 3. You know this, but I want to remind you.
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.